welcome everybody to episode number seven. We've done it. A Wait, week worth of episodes. Is that true? Yeah. Episode yeah. Seven. Episode number seven of Random Draw Podcast, your very first podcast of 2019 <laughs> from us. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> very specific. Yeah. Uh, I am your host, Daniel Mann. Here with me, Mark Belial. Hey, guys. And David Hubbard. That's me. We took a little longer to do this episode because we're so exhausted from being amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's just tough work. It's hard. <laughs> You know, and as soon as we start, I'll be exhausted from it. Yeah, as soon <laughs> as it starts, I bet it's exhausting. Little known fact about being amazing. If you are too amazing, you get pink eye. Oh, yeah. And Mark, that's why we had to forego the normal Eskimo kiss greeting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. So on today's show, <laughs> segue, segue, nice. on today's show, we'll be talking about our top five games that we played this year. So this is not top five games that wa- were released in 2018, but just the top five games that actually got around to playing this year. Yeah. So if that makes sense, if it doesn't, I mean, I write an email and complain, I guess. <laughs> I don't care. It's episode seven. We don't even know what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. This is this is as good as it gets, it's going to get for yeah. this episode. So. You right. know what we won't know what we're doing when? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Good. Good. Yep. good. <laughs> episode 30. We still don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we still, still don't know what's now. going on. Yeah. Still confused. So, but... Before we get to that, because yep. that's a, a teaser, they call it. <laughs> just, just a taste. Yeah, just a taste of what's to come. We actually played some new games this week. Mm-hmm. Dave, what did we play? Uh, we played Mission to Mars. This was a uh, Christmas present from you to me. From uh, Yes, I gave David a present for he, Christmas. He did. It was very magnanimous Aww. of him. Um, <laughs> he he did some solid research and uh, stuck in my favorite genre, this outer spaces. Uh, I love outer space games in general. I love outer space. So uh, it was awesome. The, this game, Mission to Mars, was actually on my uh, wish list, my Amazon wish list. And uh, Dan unknowingly picked it up. So yep. it worked out I really just well. thought it looked oh. fun. And mm-hmm. I could either buy it for myself or for Dave, which has the same result <laughs> <laughs> because I still get to play it. Right. We, we realized this Christmas that uh, any board game gifts to each other was absolutely self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little and something we can all enjoy. Yeah, and at the same time, fine with it. Perfectly fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we played Mission to Mars. Uh, that game was a lot of fun. It is basically a worker placement game where you, uh, the queen, if you will, the crown of, uh, I think, England. It looks like Victorian steampunk England, mm-hmm. sort of the mm-hmm. style. Um, the queen basically is trying to send as many rocket ships to Mars as possible. And us, each of us, are sort of our own uh, aspiring company trying to get our uh, wonderful astronauts onto said shuttle and launched up to Mars. Now so, we got to get in there and get a monopoly on that space tea. Obviously. Yeah. All them <laughs> space spices. Spa- space sheep and space carrots. Oh, yeah. well, that's pretty much it. There are only three resources. I couldn't name them. They're three types of crystals. One, two, and three. Yeah, yeah, they're worth one <laughs> point, two point, and three points. And that is uh, about... Yeah, the first one was like a, a diamond. A diamond? I wanna say. They call yeah. it ice, I think, there was in the like game. a red crystal. And How could a... we go to Mars to get ice? <laughs> that does not seem like a good use of our time, right? Um, the basic mechanics of the game, I always like games that do this. You each uh, have nine cards in your hand. Mm-hmm. Each of them is an action that you can do. And when you play this action, uh, you basically start a countdown. And this is one of my favorite things about this game. You take during being first player. Each of you plays upside down your card, one through nine, the nine different actions in the game. Each of them are a little different. And then whoever is first player, which rotates, you have to do a countdown mm-hmm. like a shuttle is about to launch. So you have to start nine, eight. 
seven. And then if you have seven as your card, you would then stop the countdown, flip over your card and do whatever the action is. So uh, it naturally sort of puts you in order of uh, the gameplay. There's only 10 rounds. So you're only going to do 10 actions in the entire game and then it's over. Uh, The game is is much simpler than I expected, but at the same time really did a good job of scratching sort of the area control Mm -hmm. itch. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play an area control game that you can get done in less than an hour. um, In fact, I think our learning game took less than an hour. Yeah, Yeah. our learning game. The learning game we played two players and then we played a game with four players and it was still really quick it yeah. was it's a quick game and it's I super easy to teach couldn't believe how fast it went i no. was like oh by round seven you're like oh my god i'm out of cards and <laughs> right? i don't want to waste a round picking cards up but, yeah number nine of your cards is recover all of the car- the uh, action cards you played from the discard pile and when we first started we had to look up the rule to see do you get the nine back yeah. and then you very quickly realize it, it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter. Yeah. yeah i mean there's only 10 rounds and yeah. you have nine cards so you do it one time i don't know why you would do it more than no. once I can't imagine doing maybe there's some uber strategy that I'm unaware of (laughs) every single card that you play the top of it is allowing you to put a certain number of astronauts onto the different shuttles and uh, once a shuttle is full it launches Uh, and visually this looks really cool you pull it away from its docking station and it'll have some astronauts from whoever placed them so it's not that I have to fill my shuttle these shuttles are just public shuttles and we're all kind of confusing (laughs) what's happening here (laughs) yeah but I get it and then once you launch once they launch, they're on the way. But there's like a pilot card, so mm-hmm. you could the destination could change after it's already launched. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like a, a saboteur. A, a saboteur. Oh, if yeah. it's still docked, you could it might get blown up, including all your dudes. Uh, your dudes don't respond. You only have a certain amount of them, and they go to the void. Yeah. If they oh, die. Yeah. And they all just I don't know, hang out there having tea. I assume it's well, they're dead. It's yeah, a British void. It's a we, British void. There's tea there. We can't afford <laughs> tea everywhere. We can't afford to bury these bodies anymore on Earth. We need to launch them into <laughs> launch the void. Into space. It's all victory points at the end. Obviously, there's different scoring mechanics that uh, give you more victory points. But it, it really is a very streamlined game. I, the rule book, in fact, is like five, six pages. Uh, the it, entire rule. And it really answered all the questions. Like, we didn't really have any questions that the rule no, book didn't and cover. It was, yeah. it, and even, like, the cards are really self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And everything you need to do is really self-explanatory. It's it's a really well-written game. If mm-hmm. nothing else, it's well-written. Yeah. Say it's, one thing for that game. <laughs> it's well-written. And the actions all feel different enough that... Mm-hmm. They're each fun to play, but at the same time, they're similar enough that like every single one is putting uh, some of your astronauts onto ships to launch to Mars. Some of them will move them around Mars, or you can also land on the Mars's moon, Phobos. Phoebus, I don't know Phobos. what it's called. Phoebus and Ferb. Yep. So, that's, sure. That's it. <laughs> sure. Um, all checks out. <laughs> so, uh, I absolutely adore this game. I, I think it was an absolute blast. I've played it uh, three times now, actually, because Candy and I played once. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How many Queens spacemen out of 100 would you give it? <laughs> I, would, I would give this game 92 Queens spacemen oh, really? out of oh, 100. Wow. That's high praise. Yeah, that I, is. I really like it. <laughs> that's so many cogs. <laughs> I really enjoy um, games that are area control. So often they are a slog. You've got to have six friends. You've got to sit down for four hours. Um, It's hard to get area control games that are that tight and that short of an amount of time and that easy to teach. So I think they nailed it on so many different levels. If you want some super deep, long space game, this is not it. Uh, <laughs> like I'll, I'll say that outright. This is absolutely you have not selected it. the wrong game. This is not Twilight Imperium. Yeah, this You're... will not take you six hours <laughs> on a short game. No, totally. but if you want to sit down and, and play two games of it, um, that is absolutely a thing you can do. And probably once everyone knows what they're doing, you could play two four player games in probably like an hour and a half. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, it's not. I mean, it's not very long mm-hmm. game no, at all. Not long at all. Uh, setup nice and short. <laughs> 
Yeah, the board is like a puzzle. It's like four puzzle pieces you yeah. put together, and that's and you did it. There is one way they go together. Yeah, and it's yeah. very obvious. Shuffle your cards, and then you're pretty much ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I Mission to Mars. I highly recommend it. Goodbye, Dan. Good yes, job, I'm an excellent oh. gift giver. Nice excellent. gift giving. Excellent. What else is on? Did we play on our list? Uh, so we we play? played some of some of Mark's uh, hippie games. We played Reef. Oh, Reef. Yeah, we did Mark, play Reef. tell us all about Reef. Well, Reef is a. How would you describe this game? A tableau builder. Oh, is it a tableau builder? <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. 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 It's a victory point farmer. <laughs> I, it's kind of yeah, into... hard to describe exactly yeah. what sort of game it is. So everyone has their own, own board, board, like your yeah. own reef. You're not building a co-op like a or together. Reef. Yeah. Right. You're, you're building your own reef. There's only f- four colors. Yeah. Uh, yep. There's purple, yellow, <laughs> red, and green. Okay. Purple reefs are the only good reefs. Everyone knows that. Uh, they are okay reefs. <laughs> they are perfectly so, fine um, reefs. Yeah. It's uh, basically uh, the way the game works is you can either draw a card or you can play a card. If and that's you, it. Yep. You, those are, you those learned are your the game. actions. <laughs> you now know how to play Reef. Um, so if you draw a card, you just either pick one of the three selected cards that are out there available for you to kind of face up so you can see what they are. Or you can pay a victory point to the lowest value card on the table and get a randomly selected one. It's incredible how much it sounds like you're reading a rule book, but yeah. I can see you and you're not. I know. It's, it's like because he memorized the rule. <laughs> I know. It's because I had to teach this to people, so I was like, oh, I got to make sure I get this right. It's no so one will make fun of me for not knowing rules. That's right. <laughs> Watch out. Well, and when then, there's only two rules. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so easy. You have one action. I can handle that. Um, and then your other uh, option is to play the cards. So each card has two pieces of coral that you will draw, and then it will have a pattern on the bottom of the card that allows you to score. So it's actually, you have to sort of strategize between the pieces of coral that you're going to be picking up versus the ones you're going to be scoring, because sometimes you don't score any points, and then other times you end up with a bunch of coral that you don't really need that only messes up your pattern. Mm -hmm. Yes. According Mm -hmm. to my strategy, the answer to that is yes. (laughs) My strategy was Purple Reef. Let me tell you that half worked. Yeah. We only played this once. Through the first half of that game, I randomly drew things (laughs) and set them up. And right. then I, about halfway through, I realized, oh my gosh, there's probably some strategy to this game. <laughs> and then I started looking a little bit harder. And like I said before, I am strategy medium. So mm-hmm. I cannot plan past what is either in my hand or on the table. Like gotcha. that is it. I, yeah. I can't go, I need to wait for this card coming out because my brain doesn't understand that. So <laughs> it just doesn't. What a chess master you are. Yeah. I, listen, if it's in front of me, I can play it. But uh, anything else I don't get. But it's really interesting. You, It's a what, five by five grid? Yeah, I'd say thing? it's like a five by five. And you could stack your, your reef pieces up to four high. Up to four high. Which which was confusing for us a couple times because on the thing it says you have to have a reef two plus high or oh, yeah. whatever. And so there was a couple times where we all tried to play cards and Mark was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, me. Oh, stupid <laughs> the rules guy. Stupid rules. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, it's, um, it's made by the same people who make Azul. Uh, next move, I think. Yeah, they make really beautiful games. Because yeah. my, my biggest my biggest complaint with Reef is that the Reef pieces look like Tonka toys, like little Lego do. toys, yeah. like Legos for little kids, for like two year olds mm-hmm. that can't quite put Legos together yet. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they look more like reef pieces. Yeah. They didn't look like coral in any way. They look coral. Like, that's what I. I've been reef saying reef pieces. pieces the whole time. Yeah. No, but I like that's it. Sorry. I dig it. Stupid. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> You're the reason the reefs are dying in this planet. <laughs> Dude, I guess. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, yeah, that game is pretty when you're done. I kind of like it. I spent the first half of the game with a strategy of only collect purple reefs. And boy, because did Because that's my favorite color. <laughs> and I, and I did shockingly well for such a stupid strategy. Yeah, we were, um, we were, we were concerned you were trying to blitz to the end because as soon as you run out of a color, the game's over. Mm, and mm. I was like, is Dave just trying to end this? He must hate this game. Yeah, what He's a, trying to end what it as quickly as possible. <laughs> <laughs> when in reality, I just wanted a purple reef. Yeah got lucky with a couple draws but yeah that game uh i'm sure that there are people out there that will solidly strategize at this i would put it almost in the puzzle game category like it's a victory point puzzler yeah i you could absolutely strategize we're not smart enough to and there's not a ton of interaction with other players other than like somebody can take a card before you take a card or something but other than that if i was smart enough to look at your coral reef on your board and then see what you're going for oh yeah and then draw the card you were after i guess i could try to mess with you but the truth is that has just as good of a chance of messing Messing up what i'm doing as it does yeah i can't look at your board and see what you're doing because i have no idea what i'm doing (laughs) And and that's part of the beauty i think of the game is like if you're picking something up because you're hand limits only like four cards i don't know mm. yeah four or five cards it's not very big cards yeah um, i think i had no more than like two at any point but the beauty of the game is that you always place your coral first and then you score yeah so like if you're not careful about what you're placing where then it can absolutely be detrimental to your score yeah, so you get zero you could point. break up some of your patterns and like some of the patterns are like diagonal lines there's like l shapes the straight lines um yeah it's a thinker yeah it's it's a stumper (laughs) oh this game's a stumper (laughs) (laughs) no i would put in the same category as photosynthesis Mm -hmm. i would almost say it's better than photos or it's worse than photosynthesis and here's why because in photosynthesis i felt like there was a lot more player interaction i could directly build and or grow and place a tree where it hurts you where i could see my shadow is going to be on your tree and haha take that Mm mm-hmm this one, I just, I might as well have played it solo and just seen my high score. And I don't think the game would have played any differently if I just played it solo. Right. There, I mean, there's just more card turnover. But oh, yeah. I like Reef better just because I'm better at it. Okay. Yeah. I've not, only played each yeah. game once, and I was significantly better at Reef. And that is not an unreasonable thing to say. No. Yeah. It's it's certainly easier to teach. It's easier to uh, sort of strategize. I think I think Reef is easier yeah. to strategize because of that, because well, you're only worried about yeah, your fo- Reef. Photosynthesis, I, I had some struggle strategizing, but also like you can only strategize so much because you have no idea what the other three players right. are going to do. Mm-hmm. So, But even like my tree placement, like I – put trees up to block my own trees and was like whoops i didn't think that went through yeah. i've probably had the most experience playing reef at this point i think i've played like three or four games mm-hmm. of it i it has that total like role for the galaxy vibe mm. where each person's concentrating yeah. so, much so much on, on their, their own, own board that like there's not a there's not a ton of room to be sort of like oh how can i get this person but i think that would be a problem if the game was longer but yeah. Reef's really, yeah. it, it's really quick. If it was a long game and we're sitting there for two hours and there was no player interaction, yeah. I, I'd be like, well, I don't, <laughs> do I have to play this game again? Like, <laughs> just play by myself. It's not a big deal. I, I mean, I would say, what, like 25 minutes oh, with yeah. Will's yeah, explanation? It, yeah, it was quick. It was it, a really quick it game. Plays, it plays fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, so, I, I, I want to try it again because, let me put this out there, I okay. won. So that makes me want to try it again, not because I think I'll win again, but I just want to get back to that level where right. like, I understand where I'm at at this game. And it was like, <laughs> it was interesting because your I think our game actually came down to the to tie, a tie. Break, yeah, right. Because yeah, we both we had both scored the same amount of points. You had just covered more of your board with coral, right? Mm. Which I mean, I totally planned. Yeah, <laughs> I could see him working on it over there. Yeah, yeah. I totally <laughs> planned. Not yeah. like oh, whoops, guess I'll put this there. I only got upset at that game when you guys took my purple. That was that was you it. Were. Well, there was a lot. I had cards in my hand <laughs> that needed sad. purple, and there was like I never had a card that drew purple. Yeah, because I took okay. them all. Yeah. yeah. 
It was it was brutal. You could say that Dave's desire for purple turned him green with envy. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I don't care for that, Mark. With that, uh, we also played. <laughs> I don't care for that joke. Yeah, what else? What else do we play? I, think I just um, buried that game. Yeah, <laughs> wow. it's never coming back to the table. So we played. Uh, we just talked about two games that were much more on the thinky end of things. Yeah, so you're strategizing. I would say you're light strategizing for both mm-hmm. of the games. Yeah. Then we played. Battle Yahtzee. Uh, <laughs> this game is called Dice Throne. Yeah, so yeah. as where the other games had no player interaction, this game only has yep. player interaction. Yep. <laughs> so uh, Dice Throne is a game where you pick one of six characters and you get dice that are specific for that character. You get five dice mm-hmm. that are specific for that character. And you have a really nice board that mm-hmm. that's in front of you, nice thick board, and it's glossy. Very well. The production value is awesome in this game. So you have five or six powers, depending on what player you are, mm-hmm. and then one defensive power, two defensive powers, depending on who you are. So essentially, all you're doing is you are fighting with another player. This game, I guess, was designed for a one-on-one combat. Which oh. we played two games of, Dan Yeah, and which I. Dave and I played. No, we played three, because we played with all the characters. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so um, it's fun. So yeah. it, but Dave described it very well. It's Battle Yahtzee. So you're, yeah, you're trying. absolutely Battle Yahtzee with power-ups. Right, you're trying to get... Uh, your board tells you, like, if I have a sword attack, I need to roll three swords, and I have five dice, so I can roll, and I keep what I want, and then I have two more rolls to get whatever I can try to get. Right. And there are some cases where you get nothing, which is a real <laughs> bummer. <laughs> Happened to me? Yeah, I kind of wish that wasn't a thing. I, w- I kind of wish that there was always something you could take, like you could always take two CP or one CP or mm-hmm. something. Or like uh, how they do it in Yahtzee, they have that one that one mulligan oh yeah like a th- yeah, like yeah you just have a special power that you could do once if you don't have anything else to do right yeah so yeah. it kind of sucks just like rolling the dice and but i mean really it's almost your own fault sometimes like mm-hmm. i had a combo and it's like no no i want this other one and i just kept rolling i didn't even get close yeah right. and there's a bunch of different combos i one of the things i really liked is each character has their own individualized five dice mm-hmm. right so like you have your five dice pool but it's not like you just grab a d6 no they yeah. are d6 they have the numbers on them but they have symbols that are designed for each separate character mm-hmm. And on your board, it tells you the breakdown of exactly like how many sides of mm-hmm. each symbol are on your dice. So you can sort of, I, I don't want to say strategize because that's not I mean, really a good word yeah, for this. Yeah, it's dice rolling. Right. And um, there's some cards that let you like mitigate your rolls, mm-hmm. but it's not to the extent where like you don't have to worry about what you're rolling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There are cards that are like uh, turn it to a six or, right. make, or it, make a dice a while. Or, or even or... just like re-roll the dice mm-hmm. again, which is, I mean, sometimes helpful, but yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes still, it works out. It's still yeah. literally a roll of the dice. And uh, each each character also has a superpower, which yeah. is basically a Yahtzee because it's rolling All uh, six five sixes. Yeah, I believe we saw one of those. In I, I've game, seen it correct? several times. Dave did yeah, it a couple times. Saying. I've I, never. I've yet to do it. I thought I did it once and had the wrong <laughs> symbol on one of my dice. I was say, I think Candy did because we played with uh, Dave's mm-hmm. wife, our crack yeah. researcher, Candy. <laughs> and uh, um, she, I think, rolled a Yahtzee at one point with Could the swords be. for the... She played the barbarian. She played the barbarian. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like how each character feels very different. So different. Mm-hmm. With yeah. the, And it's, it's crazy because you have the same... Everything's the same. You still have your five dice, mm-hmm. but there's so many other things that go along with like it. the paladin constantly heals himself and protects yeah so uh, i feel like this game always has one person that is an exact opposite of another person yeah, yeah. so like the paladin yeah. the paladin doesn't deal a lot of damage but he is hard to kill so hard yeah and like the pyromancer doesn't do any defense dude's a but, glass cannon yeah but just launches so much offense mm-hmm. at another player and and there's combos like that and sometimes when you're playing especially one-on-one and of course we just random drew all the characters we obviously because how we do it because I mean, we named read... a podcast after yeah. it so <laughs> what are you gonna do thing. make intelligent decisions yeah that's, <laughs> no, thank you. that's stupid so um 
So sometimes you could just get a bad draw. Like yeah. you can get a character mm-hmm. that just really can't handle another character. Mm. So, I mean, there's that. Uh, that's a balancing thing. But but I will say in the three games we played and we ran with Drew three times and just made sure we got all six characters. Right. We were very close in hit points the whole time. So yeah. you're basically trying to kill the other characters. Uh, you have a hit a hit point counter. Like a little dial. Yeah, a little dial. And uh, first person to kill the other one wins. Like it's a very simple concept. Yeah. Uh, we played with four players, and you get uh, less hit points with more players because right. you're spreading out damage. When we played our two-player games, all three of them, I think we were within five Yeah, it was points. right. And I played the Paladin a couple times. The last one, when I played the Paladin against Dave's Monk, I was down to like three hit points for like four rounds, and Dave just couldn't pass them through. And then um, I finally just like whittled him down. And it's it can be swingy with some things. Mm-hmm. Like if you get a good roll, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to do better than, oh, yeah. the, than someone that didn't get a good roll. But I think it's it's a really good game, and they did a season two with I guess just more characters. Oh, it cool. just came out on Kickstarter, or it just finished Kickstarter, and it should be shipping in February. I don't know. Nice. I don't know how Kickstarter works. <laughs> Obviously, I've like twenty games backed on Kickstarter, and I just never see any of them. It's like buying future you a present that you won't remember because by the time your <laughs> Most game shows time, up yeah. at the That's time, a good way of looking at I it. get excited. I'm like, oh. I forgot oh, yeah. about this That's game. my favorite thing about Kick... Now to get way off topic. Uh, that's my favorite thing about Kickstarter is sometimes you don't get the tracking number until like after you've received the thing. So yeah. something will just oh, show up just at your appear. door. What is arrive. this? And then you open it up. Oh my gosh. And you're so excited. <laughs> I, nice. I was supposed to have like three <laughs> games coming this month. Nice. Yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a fun game. Like if you want to get together and just chuck all of the dice. Yeah. Like it is very much... Yes, there's some mitigation in, in uh, CP combat that points uh is yeah, how you cards. use the cards yeah so there's some mitigation in using cards to change die roll a couple of the cards are like power-ups for your regular abilities uh that you put on your uh, your board but the core of the game is battle yahtzee yeah. that is absolutely what this game this is, is a super ameritrash game oh, yeah <laughs> so yeah, but uh, I mean, it's, it's fun. Vegas it's, baby. Yeah, it's Vegas it's baby. Vegas baby. <laughs> yeah, that, but they did a really good job. That's a fun yeah. game. Yeah, my only my only complaint with the game is it's like I went into it cold. I didn't know during our game any of the rules. Yeah, it's sort of bewildering. Teaching. Like there's a lot of stuff on the board. You you have a lot of options because not only do you have uh, all of the different attacks you can do based on the the sides of your dice, but then you can also always roll a small straight or a large straight. Yeah. And yeah. we nonstop forgot to look at the numbers because yeah, you're, you're looking at the, the, the symbols. And exactly. it, and once you play the game once, like it's a lot easier mm-hmm. when you pick up another character because oh, you understand right. you understand like oh I'm I and that just could have been the nature of my character. I think I played like the shadow rogue. Yeah, and, so and which he does a lot a of, ton weird of offense. It was like more like poisoning and don't touch evasion. me <laughs> yeah don't yeah and everybody right. each character has their own deck of cards so mm-hmm. all their cards are specific so mm-hmm. you can power up your abilities that are on your board and it's i mean there it can be a lot i guess but yeah i just felt a little bewildered uh, maybe that, you just don't know what you're doing i mean that is definitely for sure <laughs> yeah i, I would well say done. it is only one order of magnitude harder than yahtzee like you're looking at yeah. your dice after you've rolled there's a bunch of different options do i want to go for a, a flush or a four of a kind or a you know pair two pairs or like mm-hmm. it's yahtzee you're looking at what you want to do, which dice you want to re-roll, and then applying them towards whatever. It's a score in Yahtzee, and it's hurting your friends. Right. I would say it's easier than Yahtzee because of math. 
nice. That is true. Yeah, uh, I don't have to do any math. The only math in this is like I hit you for seven, and yeah. then you roll your dice, and you're like, I block three, therefore yeah. I take yeah, four, four damage. Nailed it. Yeah, and yeah. Yahtzee, there's some. There could be some math. Only other thing I wish, I wish the dice had come with a cup. <laughs> that would be great. I mean, yeah, we, I like a. Uh, yeah. We own then cups, it, Mark. Then it would have been Yahtzee. Yeah, I love I love dice in a cup. That what red that red Yahtzee cup. I could have got out roll for like I could have got out roll for a galaxy, and you could have just used the cups from that. Yeah, next time let's do. Sorry, that. sorry, what a fool I've been. <laughs> yeah, Dan, you know, you know me. I'm I an like idiot. sounds. My I mistake. Like rattly sounds. Uh, Dave, what is else on the list? Uh, one of our favorite things, if you haven't noticed, if you've listened to any more than this one podcast, we love co-ops. Um, yeah, we we spend a lot of our time playing games that we play together, and we tried out Eons End. Nope, Aeons End. Aeons. Uh, we tried out Aeons End. <laughs> yeah, Aeons End. <laughs> it is. I don't like multiple vowels in a row that start words and this is just a load of them yep yeah. they confuse me <laughs> this is three vowels in a row Mark. Yeah, okay many. which ones were they a-e-o <laughs> oh yeah i could see that right? being, i can like, see that being yeah. an issue that's not how it's supposed to work Aeon. despite that it is aeon's end <laughs> so aeon's end is a deck builder and it is pretty generic in that case like it, oh, it works like how deck builders work mm-hmm. so backstory to okay. this game here oh, you go mark <laughs> yeah yeah Hold on to your... We haven't gotten a... What's the backstory to Reef? Yeah. Let me buckle up. Yeah. Hold on to your butts, Mark. (laughs) Um, So in this game, you play... See, now I'm not going to remember any of the terms that they use. In this game, these giant portals have opened. Okay. And monsters have come through and essentially caused the apocalypse. Are we talking like what kind of monsters? Like demon monsters? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they came through and destroyed the world and everybody fell back to this one safe haven called Graveshold. Gravehold. Sure. Yes. Gravehold. It's full of graves that we hold on to. Yeah, and we love them. That's a bit on the nose, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not full of graves. It's, it's just a town where you felt. It's a city where you fell back from. Okay. And so <laughs> it has nothing to do with the gameplay. Uh, it does a little bit. It has hit points. Oh yeah, yeah. Gravehold oh, has hit right. points. So um, you play these portal mages, but they're not called portal mages. They have a different name, but I can't remember it. But essentially, pages. Yeah, they're pages. <laughs> they work for NBC. <laughs> nice. Um, they so essentially they learned how to draw power from the portals to do magic so these guys are the last defenders of the world okay so a monster comes through so in the game so dave and i played so two players so a monster comes through the portal and it's dave and i trying to fight this monster so you have one big boss with his hit points and gravehold has their hit points and then uh each character has a starting deck okay and then you deck build so there's a market there's a market i love a deck a good deck builder so there's a there's a market and you have gems and you trade gems for things in the market and you make your deck better by hopefully you make your deck better by um getting new magic weapons so the way to cast magic is you have these four portals above your character that you need to open and once they're open you can cast spells freely through them you can all but it has this cool mechanic where you can focus it and spin it and if you focus a portal before it's open you can put one spell in there and it casts automat- automatically next round and then it makes that that portal cheaper to open later on and oh. it's gems to open those i don't know how that works you just throw <laughs> gems in the portal and it opens that's a, it's like a wishing well yeah you just throw <laughs> enough gems in there and it opens so the okay. cool th- so the cool thing about this is each bad guy in the game is like super different 
So they do different attacks. So there's six, depending on how many players. Yeah, it's, I was going to say that's player count dependent. Yeah, so for us, there was six cards. There was two player ones, two player twos, and two nemesis cards. And you shuffle those up, and you start flipping them over. So you flip over the top card, that's whose turn it is. You flip over the next card, and it could be your turn again. Or the nemesis oh. can go twice twice in a row. It kind of keeps, like, they said it's like the flow of combat, like the chaos of battle. That's why this card system. Gotcha. Um, and I will say, it is a fun wrinkle, because I've it, never... It really is. I've never played a game where you nonstop were unsure as to who was going next. And it changes so mm-hmm. much about the game. And the other cool thing that this game does um, that other deck builders don't. So when you put cards in your discard pile, so when you spin them, you can arrange them however you want and put them on the top of your discard pile. And then when it's when you run out of draw cards, you don't shuffle your discard. You just flip them over. Oh, wow. So you kind of organize your cards, but it is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. It is tough to do. I I realized very quickly in that game that I'm smart enough to make sure like two to three cards in a row, and that's, it. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But strategy medium well. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, and I was the same way. Like I know these three cards are going to come together mm-hmm. at yeah. some yeah. point. But other than that, it's really interesting. We played two different um, battles, and the first one was just like this generic. Like once he built up enough power, he would, he, yeah, he would like yeah. do an attack. And then, but the second one, he didn't attack you directly. What he did was put out these little, little bug looking minions. Yeah, like larvae. Oh, okay. And once once that filled up, if he built up enough power, it would activate depending on how many of those were out. So, and that one actually came down oh, man. to the like, last draw. To the last draw for us winning. And it was like, that was one of the times, one of the few times where we've beat something and we both just like threw our hands Dude. in the air. We were like cheering, <laughs> screamed, yeah. and high fived over the Because table. it was so like, it was so close to, it was so close to losing. And it's a pretty tough game um yeah it basically was down to uh we needed to hit him one more time there were two cards left in the order and we knew one of them was mine and one of them was was a nemesis card and if we drew the nemesis card we lost we lost and if we drew my card then i could do enough damage to take him out yeah and so we like we were staring at each other and we're just like we have to draw this card like we have to see and then dan the second dan flipped it we just lost it because we knew (laughs) we knew we were gonna win so it was really exciting so um if there was a three player game like if the three of us all of us wouldn't get two there'd still only be four hero cards it'd be a one two three and f- and the fourth one's a wild card so we'd select who goes oh okay so you could kind of strategize on that i don't know but i i really like this game a lot and it's something that you can easily play solo if you wanted and there's a bunch of expansions out and actually aeon's end uh the legacy game just came out oh, so oh i would absolutely play yeah that. that seems like fun so yeah awesome. uh, i really really like this mm-hmm. game i thought i thought it was a lot of fun i was gonna say it sounds like it'd be perfect for like a legacy like oh, yeah, yeah and i i've seen some stuff and everybody online everybody on the boards has been <laughs> uh has been like Really raving about how how good the cool. legacy game I'd is. I'd love to. I guess I'd love to give it a try. That's yeah, we'll fun. have to play Aeon's End, and then if we all like it, like definitely pick up the legacy game. I I absolutely am more and more into co-ops. I think. Like, Me too. I I just really like playing with my friends against a game. One of the bonuses of co-ops that I've often heard is that almost almost any co-op you can play solo. Yeah. Just mm. because by its very nature you're playing on the same team anyway. My problem is I would never do that. Like, I just, I don't enjoy playing board games by myself. So I, 
I normally don't play board games with myself. The first time I really have ever done it was like not that long ago. It was Spirit Island. And the only oh, yeah. reason I played Spirit Island myself because I didn't understand the rules. So sometimes it's easier yep. to just play. And then when you have a question, you're like, oh, okay, that's what that uh, rule means. I, I, I 100% will play. I will test drive a board game before I try to explain it to you yeah, guys. I've like, never done sure. that. I will re- I will, it answers uh, questions. I'll read yeah. the rule book through and then watch a gameplay video of someone much smarter than everyone in this room explain how that game works on the YouTubes and then usually I'm pretty good uh, and sometimes I'll then go back and reread the rule book and then usually I've got it yeah. yeah I just I like the playthrough because then I then something comes up and I it's something unexpected and I'm like oh well I don't understand it's not anywhere in the rule book but it is it's just I didn't realize what they were talking about right. but playing Spirit Island like that I was like really entertained and I thought to myself like I'm not a solo board gamer because I'm the same way. If mm-hmm. I'm going to play something solo, I'll play a video game or something. Yeah. So, but playing Spirit Island, I was like, oh my gosh, that was really fun. So I might actually try out Aeon's End by myself just to see if that's something mm-hmm. I actually, maybe I'm a solo gamer now. I don't know. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. I yeah. mean, the problem is I won't see it. You won't see it. Because I won't be there. I'll text here's, you about here's it. Here's what you do. You get yourself a webcam. Yeah. You just put it up on Twitch. Yeah. And I'll just talk through the whole thing like, oh, now I'm going to cast this spell. <laughs> I'm going to get you now. Yes. Oh no, his turn. You get you some Twitch bits then. What's that? Spa- I have no idea. What's oh, a I don't Twitch, do Twitch. Bit. I'm, Twitch? I assume it's like Twitch credits. I don't think I've ever logged on to Twitch. I, I, do you I log on to Twitch? You I could do it on know. the Xbox. I think I've only watched. I think I've only gotten on Twitch once, like on Xbox, and it was just to see what it was like. like I got how on the other world lived. I got on Twitch a couple times so I could see someone playing a game that I was interested in picking mm. up. But then, yeah. like, you have to hear them talk, and I'm oh, I don't. How do you how do you mute that? I feel like we both <laughs> gained <laughs> and lost nerd cred right now. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a Twitch nerd. (laughs) Yeah, we're a different kind of nerd. I'm a different nerd. We don't plug our nerd stuff in. (laughs) Uh, And lastly, uh, Mark finally jumped on the bandwagon of a game that uh, we've mentioned. I don't think we fully talked about in the podcast. Fog of Love. Fog of Love. I loved it. How did it go for you and Jackie? Terribly. Really? Yes. I was an insecure monster who (laughs) fundamentally changed her person's character traits. Mm, Yeah. mm, I was a real real jerk about it. Mm. Um, I played a 20-something sitcom star who was like oh nice uh with a millennial like okay. a millennial like uh like a baby boomer sitcom who's yeah. like the stereotypical millennial um she was a <laughs> she was a uh driven hard-working politician you know what uh, i could see it a politician yeah, I could yeah. See it. Star. yeah yeah and you can't like it just ended really badly for her like oh for her oh, yeah no, how did it end her for heart you? yeah how did it end for you oh it ended badly for me too <laughs> like the relationship didn't work but i also was like one of the cool things that um, that this game does is it gives you personality traits about yourself, mm-hmm. and like they're not always good. Like yeah. my dude oh, yeah. was um, fun loving, and he was insecure, mm-hmm. and I forget what my third personality trait was, but um, those two things go together fairly well. But they don't go together with a hard driving politician. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jackie's character, my my girlfriend, was, she played uh, a woman who was. Um, like uh, a workaholic, very driven and uh, ambitious Mm. politician. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So by the end of the game, I had changed her, her personality so that she wasn't as ambitious as she used to be. Oh no. And then I also changed her occupation. (laughs) (laughs) 
What was their second occupation? Uh, a baker. Oh, oh no! Yeah, 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 such a fall. Oh, man. Yeah, it was it was it was a rough rough go of it for her character. Oh, man. So Fog of Love, the point of the game is to uh, complete your destiny. Each mm-hmm. of you has a destiny card, uh, actually a couple of destiny cards, and you end up getting rid of destiny cards throughout the game. So by the end of the game, you're left with one destiny, mm-hmm. and if you accomplish that one destiny, you win. And because of that mechanic, uh, one of you can win. Both of you can win, mm-hmm. and none of you can win. You can both lose. Yeah, all three of those outcomes are absolutely possible, and uh, I've only seen the outcomes where everyone loses or I lose. So, <laughs> so my first right. time playing it, I played with Andre, and we destroyed that game. We both won, and we had like our love meter like <laughs> above like twenty something. Like it was crazy. Like That's every everything we were doing was dead on with each other. And so if it doesn't work out with my wife, I suppose I can marry Andre. <laughs> and well, according can, to this game, I'd be so happy. Well, right. that version of you can marry that version of oh, Andre. Oh yeah, that's right. true. Because there's a very serious thing about Fog of Love, and that's that you're not you. Right. You are playing a character, and the character has personality traits that may or may not be anything like your personality right. traits. And they make that very clear because uh, the basic gameplay is you flip a scene card because mm-hmm. you're playing your relationship. It's a two-player mm-hmm. game. You're playing your relationship with this other person. You flip a scene card and the scene will set it up. Like I was on the phone with my aunt the other day and she said she absolutely hates you. She really dislikes you. Yeah. But here's the thing. like We have Christmas dinner coming up next week and she's going to be there. So how do you want to approach this? And then you'll have options right a b c and d and you both have little poker chips basically with a b c and d you secretly choose one of those and then you see what options you both chose Uh, different things happen depending on whether you agree whether you disagree and even past that which two options you chose because sometimes the interaction of those two choices will absolutely change how the outcome of the game will play out so it is a game about role playing and when candy and i play this game we get really into it so we outright role play our characters we embellish all of the scenes uh we go back and forth about what our like things our characters would say and none of that has to do with actual mechanics of the game but it makes it so much more fun right mm-hmm. but we had to very quickly separate out like this is not i am not dave uh, I am right, this absolutely. character, yeah. and you are that character, because I would never say this to you, right. yeah. but yeah. this character would absolutely say this to that character. And I 100%. think one of the more interesting things is, too, it's when you first start the game, like, you get your personality traits, but then the other person picks, like, what they noticed first about yeah, you. Yeah, what attracted them that to you. That was so cool. And it's just, like, like oh, it could wow. be anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this huge deck, and it's just got so many options in it, and it's just, like, crazy stuff in there. Yeah. So, like, you can make your per- the your partner that you're attracted to, like, any, like, ball and like <laughs> one eye and like it's just like yeah crazy i was stuff. gonna say like, i think my character was uh he had nerdy glasses and he had a nose ring oh, he's a hipster. and he had a booming voice <laughs> and then for jackie's character i said she was shorter than i would have thought um <laughs> and she's taller than you in real life which makes that we really are we, funny. thank you sir we are the same height <laughs> nope she's taller maybe she's always wearing platforms because I, I slouch and also she always she always tries to make herself bigger than me no, it's not hard <laughs> uh so she was shorter than i I expected she would be. Um, she had great teeth, and she also looked stoned. <laughs> <laughs> and those were the things that I found most attractive about yeah, her at that's the time. Awesome. Yeah, the game's awesome. So we met the designer last PAX, mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. PAX uh, Unplugged, the first one. And he is Swedish or... 
Danish or Jacob. Yeah, so yeah. he's some sort of Netherlandy. Yeah, he's from over there. <laughs> Netherlandy. And we talked to him, oh, and, he's, wow. and he's a super super nice guy and super and smart, too. super smart. And his wife is so he made this game for his wife essentially because she doesn't want to play board games with him. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to design something that she would play, and she is a graphic designer or something like that. So she d- did all the graphic design on the game, which ah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah I was going to say really it's cool it's got a beautiful. Footprint. Oh my gosh! It's so and this game. Uh, something this game does that that is really cool is the it's super inclusive, so you can get different covers. So you mm-hmm. can get boy girl or boy oh, boy yeah. or girl girl. Mm-hmm. And matter. in the game, it doesn't matter who you play. No. You can play two men or two women or right. whatever. Uh, yeah, Candy it, and I actually played one time where I was a girl and she was a boy. Yeah, that's just we random drew the cards. And yeah. it was more fun that way. Yeah, it's it's super. I love how inclusive it is. It, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I was gonna say, like I said, beautiful footprint, amazing gameplay. I can't can't say a good slide stuff out about slide it. out box though. I don't know how. <laughs> oh. Man, let me tell you, oh. that was that was so hard getting into that box. Do you ever just like realize you're not that smart? It happens to me all the time. And that box, I couldn't figure out how to lift the lid off for the life yeah, of me. Yeah, I turned okay. it. I did that thing where you just turn it over <laughs> in your hands a bunch of times. So I texted oh, okay. you guys about that, and I was like, "Did it take you guys a long time oh, yeah. to get into this box?" And you're yes, like, it did. "Yes, it did." Once you once you finally like look at that one side, mm. you're like, "Oh, oh, right. it slides out from here." I'm supposed to but just... I just yeah, I just turned over. I watched a video this week of a kid he was juggling rubik's cubes and he solved three of them in under five minutes (laughs) (laughs) while juggling them and i can't figure out how to open a box in a game that is insane it's all five minutes of the video because i was like he's never gonna pull this off but why would they put it online right if he didn't it's a weird flex but sure yeah i'm a decent juggler can't solve a rubik's cube i couldn't solve i mean i guess eventually i could probably fumble my way into one but this dude did three of them while juggling (laughs) in under five minutes like, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah, I enjoyed the video. Yeah, I thought maybe for sure getting into the box was like the first test of the relationship. Yeah, was and like, you can't do it, and then you're, now you're divorced. Yeah, <laughs> we're working it out. <laughs> we're working it out. And yeah. the, it absolutely has replayability, but there are basically different uh, scenarios mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. of the game. So the first one, I think, is like first yeah, we, date we or played, whatever. It was a Sunday morning date. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, so. And then the next one is like uh, you can get married or not. High school sweetheart. High school sweetheart. That's the yeah. one that's next up on the agenda for us. The next one after that is called I Give It a Year. Yeah. <laughs> I Give It a Year. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um, Candy and I played all of them. You can absolutely replay them. There's no downside to replaying Bec- them. Because your traits mm-hmm. how and mm-hmm. how if you're playing the game like the game was designed to be played, like you're playing based on what your traits oh, yeah. are. So right. you're going to get new. Theoretically, you could get the same traits, but it's highly unlikely. Highly unlikely. <laughs> so, but it, you're going to get different traits. So you should be playing the game different. So it, yeah. it has a ton of replayability. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. This is one of the few games that I wouldn't, I don't mind watching. Watching yeah. people. Oh, I, that's what I said for sure. Because, you know, uh, my girlfriend, like, has never done, like, role, any role playing mm-hmm. in general. I'd like to see it played with two people who um, are actually really into it. Yeah, you know, 100%. So like, you should just come watch Candy. Yeah, that was what I was <laughs> going to say. Just like, watch Dave and I play it. Yeah. Oh, we'll make I'm, googly eyes I'm, at each other. I know. You guys get that Paranormal Romance oh, expansion, man. and then I will I can't wait come for that. over. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Walmart exclusive. You can go pick it up at Walmart. I, it's not that expensive of a game at all. Like I don't 50 remember bucks, I think, I know, but d- you can always get it on sale. Yeah, Dan Dan texted me when it was on rollback, and it was like 25 bucks. Yeah, which is crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, that, it was, I mean, for 25 bucks, that game's so worth it. I mean, for 50 bucks, it's so worth it. Agreed. I, I spend a lot of money on video games, so I have a speed. <laughs> you probably could uh, play through a game in, in less 
than an hour, 45 minutes. I maybe? think we clocked in at like an hour and a half for a, yeah. for a learning game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For a tutorial. And, oh, that's the other thing we should mention in this oh, game right. is the tutorial. Oh, so, so the good. way they do this tutorial, and it's like a one-time thing. You uh, There's guides online where you can reset it, but it's not, I mean, mm. it's not worth it. So the tutorial, you don't even have to read the rule book to this game because the tutorial walks you through every single thing that you have to do. Right. And it's just the cards. Like you flip over the card and, and it do everything on that card and it tells you exactly what to do next. And it's like the best tutorial mm-hmm. I've ever seen. It's, it's fantastic. amazing. And the gameplay itself is actually very simple. Yeah. Like you flip Mm -hmm. over a card, you do the thing. But gameplay time varies drastically based upon how into the roleplay you get. Right. Because you could you could bust through a game in honestly 20 minutes if you were just straight like going through the cards. We've never done that. Like Candy and I love getting into it. We love roleplaying the game. And it makes it take an extra 40 minutes on top of, you know, the game mechanic to just Mm -hmm. roleplay it. But that's the fun of it. We have a blast with it. That's That's pretty it's a great game. It's funny because I you know, each of those destiny cards like that that was the other really cool thing too is like they're actually taken from like real world relationships oh, every yeah. one of them like you can be equal partners you can have unconditional love with somebody you can be a dominant relationship with someone you can or, be a heartbreaker or like a love team i think was the last one okay and that one and, later and then more get added in different scenarios oh really i didn't know that yeah so, so like it, later <laughs> scenarios you could be a heartbreak i give it a year like a heartbreaker year. is one oh, of them right. and so each of each of the um destinies have a win condition and so depending on what the uh, win condition is some of them equal partners if you both stay in the relationship and you have like around the same amount of love points, mm-hmm. then you can win equal partners. And your other person could have a different card, but still win depending on what it is. But like if you're dominant, then they have to have way more love for you than you have for them. <laughs> and you awesome. have to stay together yeah. to win because you're dominant. Yeah. Um, heartbreaker, you only win with Heartbreaker if they love you more than you love them and their destiny made them want to stay together with you oh wow but you broke up with them that's how heartbreakers work yeah yeah, yikes that takes some insight let me tell you how candy won our game (laughs) here i am i'm like i did it candy look we're in the same love category and she's like heartbreaker (laughs) oh no no no, we're not yeah no that game is it's really great and i mean it's a two-player game but it's fantastic it's good to play with a group of people absolutely just to watch people watching and laughing and like making comments it's Mm -hmm. it's so good so um yeah i definitely recommend i give it uh 45 hearts out of 50 <laughs> nice nice i love our i love our random draw scale yeah <laughs> random draw random scale yeah i give it i give it three sweets out of four <laughs> okay but instead of like sweets in cards like yeah. actual candy that <laughs> like, you'd, like yeah like instead hearts? of yeah it, candy so, that you would bring somebody on a first date oh, like candy hearts yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of suits yeah. <laughs> Instead of card suit. Instead of a suit, which you would not wear to a first date, you would bring sweets. Oh, if you're mm. with the right lady, you would. Not me. I'm or the right man. man. Or the right man. Oh, yeah. We don't know what you're doing with your Inclusive, man. Yeah, if, I don't care. If yeah. Dan and I play it, I'm putting on my suit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. High, game high team game night. Gonna uh, I'm going to woo that beautiful ginger. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that brings us to our uh, 2018 top five games of the year. Oh, Official correspondence. <laughs> yeah, this is our official correspondence. <laughs> Let's take a look at that letter. Head, oh, Dan. oh, such good handwriting. <laughs> My <laughs> handwriting, to be clear, looks like if a, a chicken had a pen duct taped to its leg and then you electrocuted it's it with wrong. a cattle prod right. while it tried to write things. Is this our official order? Oh, if, yeah. Okay. If we if you, we had to compare Dave's handwriting yeah. to a board game, it would be coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just okay. completely random flicking yeah, things that's everywhere. Not, that's not bad. <laughs> bouncing yeah. all over the place. All right. So I'm going to reiterate that this is our top five games that we played for the first time in 2018 this is not necessarily 
probably the top five games that came out in, did I say 2015? Yes, you did. Well, I was going to correct you. <laughs> nope. Many years ago. <laughs> uh, 2018. So this is not the top five games that came out in 2018. These are just, we happen to play them this year. Um, sorry if we're late on some of them. Deal with it. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> so, don't, don't add us, man. Yes. Yeah, sorry. So uh, our number five is the mind dude yep. we played so much of the mind and i would still happily sit Absol- down and play absolutely. that game again. yeah yeah so apparently that pl- that game has a player count of four which we ignore <laughs> we yeah. have never played <laughs> yeah. with the never, yeah. <laughs> i wonder how much easier that game is with just four players we, disregard you, play with six yeah I don't, <laughs> we straight handicap ourselves by playing with more yeah yeah that game i mean we've talked about it before it is you're just trying to put game uh, cards in order mm, that is that's I've, I've taught you the instructions yeah. of this game yeah but you're not allowed to say anything. You can't give any signals at all. You just have to kind of work it out, mm-hmm. and, and it's hard. Yeah, there's a there's a contingent of people on the internet that say that this isn't a board game. It's a card game. It's a, I know. Yeah, there's no and board. Like, I guess. I, don't, I guess there's no <laughs> they mean. board. Like I agree on principle of the word. It was board. nominated for Spiel des Jahres. Yeah, I guess if anybody's so. gonna pick, it'd be those crazy Germans. Yeah, if it, if the Germans know anything about anything, it's board games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they know a lot more than us. That's yeah, for sure. It's about board games and German engineered cars. Yeah. I, I assume every single German knows more about board games than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a seven-year-old on the street. That's where they have Essen. So, <laughs> so obviously. <laughs> yeah, so obviously. <laughs> nice. Uh, so number five, The Mind. We love The Mind. Yeah. You should also, pick it up. super cheap, super easy to learn. So a lot easy. of fun. Yeah. And you're going to play 30 games the first time you play. Oh, yeah. It's so fast. Yeah. Number four. Azul. Azul. Which did win this field of Shards. Such yeah. a fun puzzler. It is so pretty. It feels great with the solid tiles. The tiles. Yeah. Reach in, in the bag to grab tiles to put on the things. It's uh it's a really, really well made game and really well thought out. Yeah, and decently short playtime, easy to learn. Mm-hmm. There's some player interaction by like taking tiles or forcing players to take other tiles. All you have to do is look at their board and say, like, they can't hold any more of those tiles. I'll, <laughs> I'll make them take those. Right. But I mean it's it's one of those again, like I could do that to you does that benefit me more than mm-hmm. doing something for me yeah. but it is a beautiful game mm-hmm. and um it's just one of those great games i saw someone today in fact they had a 3d printer and they were making the t- not the tiles but the circles the factory where you put the tiles oh right right they were 3d printing those in this beautiful design oh, oh that's like so well, cool. now i want a 3d printer yeah there's just many for things that, we would use a 3d printer away. for see <laughs> episode two where we talk about guns <laughs> 3d print I forgot about a that. gun that's right yeah, yeah. Azul. there i mean literally anywhere you look everybody says this game's amazing and yeah. we are also saying the same I, thing i agree yeah. with those other I, humans. yeah I, <laughs> I was gonna say i'm not sure i'm not sure you'll find much in the way of hot takes on this list really no yeah. no i don't think so well, i I, I tend to if someone if there is a lot of hype about something i tend to shy away from it just because i am contrary for some reason yeah but this is one of those things where i can't despite my wanting to i can't deny <laughs> how good this game is <laughs> mm. so that is number four number three mysterium mysterium mm. mysterium this is another game in the same field as the mind in that you're you can't talk or at least the ghost can't the talk. ghost can't talk mm-hmm. uh this is my wife's favorite game bar none like and this is the only game that i own the broken token for because <laughs> it mm-hmm. gets it gets played a lot even just with her and i it is a great game it is a good puzzler and the art is just so amazing oh, in yeah, this so game. And it's just, it's such a good game. It really, and it's good for a bunch of people or just a few people. So 
it's I can't say enough about Mysterium. Yeah, we've talked about it on other episodes. Uh, yeah. The crux is that one of you's a ghost, and you're trying to give clues to other people as to who your killer was, in what room you got murdered, and what the murder weapon was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's basically it. Like it's pretty simple as a premise, but then the cards are just insane. Yeah, oh, you talk yeah. to you the way you give clues is through dreams, and it is these cards look like they're from dreams. They're oh, just, just nonsensical, like beautifully painted cards, and they're like the tarot size cards. And they are amazing, but they the, never make any sense. The yeah, the artwork f- in this game is incredible because every single card looks like a piece of art that is unique. The the, the little player sheets. Oh yeah, oh, those yeah. are those are so full of detail. Mm-hmm. Like the one lady who's like just a musician. Like you can actually like you could probably play the melody that's, that's on, on there. that's on the music sheets. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. I actually wanted to see if they made some of those blown up a little bit because some of them are so amazing. I would love oh, yeah. to like make a picture and, and put oh, them yeah. on the wall or something. Yeah. Uh, but Mysterium number three. So such a fantastic game. We love it. Uh, number two, I think I think we some people would disagree with this, but and I'm fine with that. I I don't a hundred percent agree, but I also don't disagree because I can't think of anything. Better. Sure, sure. So our number two is Western Legends, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we played a lot of this, yeah. especially for a game that's longer. We don't normally play if a game's really long. We tend to play a lot of board games, a lot of different board games, mm-hmm. and not the same game over and over. Yeah, with the exception, I guess, Western Legends, we played like four or five times. So it's just definitely been on the heavy rotation mm-hmm. yeah it's just a fun game and it's a lot of player interaction but it's also one of those games where you could do whatever you want mm-hmm. which yeah. is a sandbox game but. i i love sandbox games in general mm-hmm. any game where there's tons of paths to victory points and i can just go wherever and do whichever one of them i want is and change halfway through the game if i want yeah that is always fun to me and this is one of those games where you could definitely get frustrated with someone just for like you're just about to do something cool you think and they come in and rob you or arrest you (laughs) or or anything it's not such a derailment that it's going to ruin your experience Mm -hmm. it's just like a little setback and also you could just go do that to them like it's not nothing stopping you yeah nothing stopping you from wandering on by with i don't know a tub of whiskey and just being like (laughs) hey man had this whiskey. Enjoy your hangover, jerk. Yeah. Thanks and for arresting me last turn. Like three times the mark in a row. And boom. See you later. Yeah, later. He was a drunk little cowboy. I yeah. mean, what else is she going to do? Yeah. It's yeah. so hot. Western Legends. And and the new Kickstarter for the Western Legends big box. There's a train in the new game. There'll be a train in the expansion. Ooh, nice. There's a gambler's track, just like the Marshall's track and the Outlaw track. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And there's and there's a couple other things they said. that, But it's like a big box. Because I have all the expansions for the game now. But it was just like more characters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But this big box thing looks. What's what's looks really cool. now? You said that we might get a little pushback on that. It's like I, consensus people, around the game not as positive no, no, no. as we so are. So people's biggest complaint about this game is that it's really they don't think it's a very heavy game. So they want their sandbox games to be really really heavy, oh, where okay. this game's um, more on the medium side. Gotcha. So okay. people I are. I, I could understand if like you want to really like, like an all night sandbox experience. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but then go get an all night sandbox experience. Yeah, like I, that's not what this set out to be. Exactly, and that's why I see I see a lot of hate. Not a hate for this game where they're just like oh it's not what i thought it'd be i want it to be heavier but like but it's not like Mm -hmm. so go get a game that is i don't just play it it's a western game (laughs) and that actually is (laughs) my biggest complaint i personally i don't like westerns like i just don't enjoy what i don't watch westerns on tv i don't i haven't even played red dead 2 yet because it's a western and i wish it wasn't but at the end of the day that game is fun yeah like yeah it's fun i don't really care what the theme is it is fun I, it would be more fun, obviously, if it was set in outer space. No. But it is mm, not space cowboys. <laughs> space cowboys. Space yeah. cowboys. So Firefly. Firefly. <laughs> Sign. No. No. We could have it all, Dan. <laughs> no. We could have a western in outer space, oh, and we no. could fa- we could call it Flame Bug. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. We call yes, it li- li- Lightning Bug. <laughs> lightning Bug. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's our number two. Our number one, we talked about so many times, and it shouldn't be any shock if you've listened to our episodes. Our number one for 2018 is uh, Root. Yeah, Root. that game yeah. is just just fun. Just it's so much just fun. so good. My yeah. only real complaint about that game is I just need friends to play it more often. I like, just need I, that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I just, own that yeah, game. <laughs> that, is, that is the number one complaint. We don't yeah. have it. Yeah, Chris decided to move away like, like two weeks ju- ago, like a jerk, and Bye, he Chris. took it with him. I yeah, know. I really he thought like, he was going to give that to us yeah no. i thought Turn, that would be a gift turns out <laughs> like a he party gift <laughs> yeah th- hey guys i'm moving do you want this like guys, uh, sure. yes I, guys i'm moving to michigan here's this game <laughs> here's this game because i'm sure i won't make any friends there <laughs> right right oh uh, turns he, out in michigan they have a, a like a, a couple days a week different board game events at a bunch of uh like bars and uh brew pubs and stuff up there i'm so jealous because that does not exist where we live yeah, yeah southern delaware is not the no. m- mecca for board games <laughs> we should, we should of... be the change we want to see in the world you know mark's got a point there <laughs> yeah but i don't know how it's i mean we, ha- we have restaurant connections so so that's what we need to do let's make our new year's resolution for okay. us and apparently everyone listening <laughs> is, is that we will take a, a heavier board game to somewhere and play it, like um, like a Western Legends, so yeah, kind like, of heavier, like, like to the metery take... or somewhere like yeah. that. Oh yeah, or do like uh, like a like a theme appropriate one. Champions of Midgard, Champions yes. of Midgard to at the, the metery, yeah, at the Viking themed metery. Yeah. Yes, I could. That would be fun. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent in, and I would happily drink some mead during. Yeah, or get will... somebody who's not like in the hobby into the hobby. Like I've got a couple people who've like talked to me since we've started recording, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, we'd love to. I'd love to play with you." guys yeah like, well get, get over here drug them and drag them yeah. <laughs> well, i think the biggest thing i will ask thing... for permission and then escort them fine i want to do it your way the biggest thing that people realize when they listen to our podcast is that they want to play with us because we're not that hard to beat that could be <laughs> yeah exactly because we're easy prey hey. <laughs> and because because i lose so often i don't get mad when i do no, no. i'm just like oh okay like yeah that makes sense to yeah. me <laughs> you you listen to one episode and go oh i could hack it <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I, yeah i could beat those guys oh man yeah you can yeah i'll be the first to say you absolutely can yeah, beat these it's guys not th- so there's not a game where i'm like think i could think of where i'm like oh i'm really good at that game like there's not a game that comes to my mm-hmm. mind where i'm like i'm really good at that game i would give you a real run for your money i, I have to agree like i'm thinking through all the games we play i can't name something that i'm like oh i'm gonna win if we yeah like that. oh i know i really good strategy at this game like no, no I, don't, I don't know i'd be hard pressed to think of something you're good at too yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh snap! Like the other day, we were we were playing Sushi Go with a couple of people, and I was like, "Oh, Sushi Go, I play this game so much. I'm good at this game." And then just fourth place. First yeah, game. yeah, it, does, it totally doesn't matter. Right? Yeah, it, I, uh, there's not a game where I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah, the, no. I'm the man at this game," <laughs> and I have a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't matter. At the so, end of the day, like spending a year having fun and playing games. That's yeah, that's the point. all. I, that's yeah. all I really care yeah. about. That's our New Year's resolution. Yeah, I like that. So, that's a yeah. good resolution to have. Yeah, we'll take it to our local drinkeries drinkeries <laughs> yeah so he called sure <laughs> yeah we just need a road cone that says needs players <laughs> oh needs my god players. That would be great. <laughs> looking for a group yeah lfg we'll teach oh yeah absolutely we'll teach that's a, that would be a good deal like just have the game set up hey you want to play around like, hey, come over i'll teach you how to yeah play screen. yeah that'd be good no that's fun that's I, good. I am absolutely an unashamed gamer i would sit oh, yeah. in any public place and happily play a game i have pictures of my board game collection on my phone not because like not because i sit there and look at them all day <laughs> but, but you do but i i put them yeah but i do 
but I put, like I put them on Instagram, then I just like never deleted them. So if anyone if anyone asks, they go, oh, like what's your hobby? And I go, oh, I play board games. They go, oh, what's your favorite board game? Which is a question I absolutely hate. Because it's so hard to answer. Not that right. I hate it. I appreciate it. I get it. But well, I don't know. It's so hard to answer. And also the majority of the people ask it are going to have no idea what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Exactly. Because I'm going to say, oh, like, oh, I really like Arcadia Quest. Like, I wish I owned Root. And people yeah. are just like, who's Because they're going to be expecting, like, Monopoly like, yeah. or Scrabble. Like or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have Clue? Like, I don't. I have Mysterium. Yeah. yeah. I have yeah. better versions of Clue. Yeah. So then I show them there go, oh. And then they look at me a whole different way. And it's not always positive. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have the but, same problem when I say I play D and D. Sometimes people, are just yeah, like, oh okay, oh this like, guy, oh. So, oh yeah. So well. every Sunday morning, I go sit down and have mimosas at a uh, local restaurant that I'm at quite regularly, and I bring a D and D book, and I sit there like the second they open, and I drink my mimosas and I read my D and D book because um, I just got the new the new one, Ravnica. Ravnica. Mm-hmm. When I first started doing it, some of the servers, and I know all the servers at this point, uh, some of the servers started making fun of me, like, really, dude, you're gonna you know come out here and, and drink at a mimosas at a bar and <laughs> read a D and D book. And then after a while, now they'll ask me like what I'm planning for my upcoming scenario. They'll flip through the monster manual and like try to help me pick out good and interesting encounter monsters. It became this thing that now they're weirdly interested in. And it's not that they would actually play, but they've come to appreciate it and come to talk about their hobbies. And I've Mm. gotten to know people through it. I'm fine with that. Like, I don't feel like a terrible giant nerd because I'm in public with a D&D book. And the more I talk about things to people, like if someone asks, I'm going to talk to them. It's not like I'm going to like corner them and then force my hobbies on them. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not not going to do that. But I'm I have you heard of these things called meeples. <laughs> yeah. Well, sit down here, son. I have something to tell you. <laughs> so, but if someone asks me, and for the most part, when I'm talking to people about board games or D&D, they have misconceptions about mm-hmm. it. Like they don't understand it. Right. So they, they remember in the 80s when it was just like, oh, this is the devil. Like, okay, well, sh- <laughs> right, sh- sure. Right. Yeah, I don't worship Satan. So <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, yet. We'll see how far I get into this. I game. mean, that's just, you haven't rolled that warlock yet. Yeah, my warlock's not there yet. <laughs> uh, but no, like when I explain it to them and, and, show them pictures or whatever and they oh i i didn't under, i didn't understand i didn't know board games like this existed mm-hmm. like uh, yep yeah, well they do yeah and it's like a multi-billion dollar industry and it's so cool because at this point in board gamedom there is something out there for everyone yeah like there really sad. is i uh, on new year's eve it was a bunch of people sitting around drinking and i brought out spyfall 2 uh and we sat around because you could spyfall 2 has no basic footprint you hand out a card to everyone and then you can sit back on your couch with a beer in your hand and play spyfall 2 that that was a group of people that doesn't really play board games for the most part. Right. Mm-hmm. And they had an absolute blast. We played a ton of rounds of it. It's a hidden role game. I think we've talked about yeah. it before. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a ton of rounds of it, sitting around all drinking beer and, and ringing in the new year. It was a blast. And it, it's like, you can tell it's getting bigger and bigger because now I start seeing like major publications talking about board games. Mm-hmm. And they'll say like, oh, check out these adult board games. And then you look at it. It's not stuff that I want to play. It's like Catan and Ticket to Ride and stuff. But those are entry level games, right. which I totally encourage people to play. Absolutely. Because that gets you on that road. So I look at these lists, and sometimes I go, I wish I could write these lists because I, there's better games that, to me, In especially each of those categories. Yeah, there's better games than that that are still easy to play. Mm-hmm. Well, for example, I was uh, <laughs> looking at um, some reviews of Fog of Love just to see if, I, like, you know, I was basically looking for validation about my views of the game. <laughs> Which, you know, it's a good place to go is the internet for validation. I just quick take things. I don't (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? So uh, I actually ran into a Forbes article about Fog of Love. Really? Yeah, the article of the title, the uh, the article uh, title was called um, This Board Game Made My Husband and I Break Up. (laughs) 
Dang. Yeah. Uh, so you it was played really it wrong. Good. Yeah. Then yeah. you played it wrong. You had underlying issues. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> she meant like basically in the theme of the game. Oh, okay. Good. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's an, it's an attention-grabbing like, headline. Oh, yeah. no. And chances are she probably didn't write that headline. It was probably some like intern who was like, I'm doing this for college credit. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was actually really interesting to see it in Forbes of Gotta all places. Gotta get that clickbait. Gotta yeah, that's what that I have like uh, my phone. It allows me to, I have a Google Pixel, so it allows me to set up Google Alerts right to my phone. And I it has like the specialized category or whatever board games is one of the things that i have on there and i i see stuff from like forbes from like bigger magazines mm-hmm. and i i love seeing it and sometimes i go check them out and i'm like this list is stupid but that <laughs> like the list is right. stupid for me like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. not not one game on this list i want to play you could see like the comments there'll be like hundreds of comments like oh i didn't i never heard of this game where mm-hmm. do i get these games yeah also i it both thrills me and saddens me when i see certain terms when you're reading an article and it'll say this new adult board game uh, yeah yeah like to me an adult board game is something you pick up in spencer's and i have no interest in playing it yeah i understand what they're trying to say they're trying to say this is not Candyland or shoots and ladders Mm -hmm. like this is something that grown men in their 30s would sit down for hours a week as we do and Mm -hmm. play stuff together yeah designer board games is the like i didn't even know there was a designer quote unquote nomenclature you want to use designer board games games. which is i mean sounds just as stupid it sounds like it sounds like if coach made a board game (laughs) it sounds so (laughs) prestigious like like oh Oh, I only uh-huh. play designer board games. Yeah. This is my this, Gucci this, and Prada board yeah. game. This game's called Gucci Gang. <laughs> it's basically Mall Madness. Uh, it oh, comes boy. with a gold card. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> designer. Uh, well, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, happy yeah. New Year. Welcome to 2019. Uh, be sure, and if you have any questions or comments or just want to ask a question or literally anything, uh, email us at randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram at randomdrawpodcast. Uh, wherever you happen to listen to this podcast yeah. drop a subscribe drop a like and please go Love ahead it. and rate and review us yeah tell everyone um, about how funny we are yeah, or not funny don't be honest that's all i ask don't be honest just <laughs> click the five star and move yeah. on with your life yeah. <laughs> you'll never see that again it's no. not like it's gonna come back to bite you uh, yeah, exactly. i won't announce it on the air when you run when you run for politics later because that's a thing right you run for politics yeah, yeah you when run you for, run for, run for politics, politics later someone's gonna dig up in your past <laughs> that you five starred this podcast yeah and we will be the reason you lose that election yeah, yeah. if someone has to go back and listen to this nonsense mm-hmm. they're gonna be like we can't you want to take your approval ratings right now this is how you do it yeah, yeah. listen welcome. it's either us or steve bannon who do you want <laughs> Le- that's the other route you went steve bannon. i couldn't picture of a different guy more different guy than uh, than us let me give you an alternate take on that okay if you are running for politics yeah against an opponent who is running for politics you five you star do. us under them. Oh, oh right. Oh, that and little you, little oppo research. Yeah. And you know what we have to say about that? Awesome. Yeah, yeah great. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting them stars. <laughs> great. I don't care who you are. I think I think what we really want to be is movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I want to be world. an influencer. That's yeah. what they call it on, <laughs> yeah. the, on the line. I <laughs> uh, love it. And now for something completely different. Dave, we watched it. Sorry to interrupt. No, Mark. No. We watched a show today that you might be interested in. It's called Seven Days Prior or something like that oh yeah i saw that so we only watched two episodes but one and it's like seven days leading up to an event so the one we watched was like seven days leading up to the westminster dog show and then we watched the seven days leading up to the kentucky derby Ah. but there's one leading up to a nasa launch seven days leading up to a nasa launch 
That's pretty cool. That yeah. Actually, yeah, I would absolutely watch. Now that. I know how the Westminster Dog Show works. Uh, so is apparently, it, Amber texted Candy and wants to get tickets and go to the Westminster. That's exactly Dog show. why, because we watched this show today. That makes sense. Tickets oh. are relatively cheap. How much I, are they? Like for good seats, like sixty-five bucks. Oh man, I wonder if uh, it's in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. I guess I don't know. I I yeah. can't say that I actually want to go. I think but it'd if, be interesting. Well, I was going to say, but if we were doing it as a group, like I would absolutely. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Uh, she Amber said, you know what we have to do beforehand? And I said, I have no idea. And she goes, we need to pick out who our favorite dog handlers would be. And then oh, when you see them, right. you just lose your mind. Right? You, like, you just yeah. freak out. No yeah. or, you, get, you get some signs? Yeah. You, I don't know if you have oh, signs. There. Can you but, bring signs? But one, so in the show, there's this pug. His name's Biggie. In the Westminster Dog Show, you have to win best in breed. So you have to win your dog group. So a bunch of pugs competed. And then if you beat all the pugs, then you go to boy, best in category or whatever. So right, that was like, like the, the toy group. Yeah, best in yeah, group. Yeah, yeah. So that was the toy group. And he won toy group. So then you go to best in show with all the winners of all the groups like go there. People can just come see the dogs. And the people are just yelling, oh, my God, it's Biggie. Biggie. Like people know this dog. Just by sight. Yeah. They That's just insane. Right? I was just like, what? Like people know who this dog is? It quick, was awesome. Quick sidebar. Yeah. What's the best group? The working dogs? Yeah, working dog. That's my favorite. That would be my favorite right? group. I think I that's kind of where I'm going to land, too. Is there like a like a miniature pony-sized dog category? No, but the working dog. Great Danes were in working dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. Because you, like, you've got German Shepherds. Yeah, and... Shepherds. The one, the dog that won working dogs was like this hideous-looking dog. And I, I like think, it. Oh, yeah. I think He's all the, man of the dog of the people. <laughs> well, the, some, of these dogs, <laughs> some of these dogs are so crazy-looking that yeah. it's like, I don't know what's going it's on with them. It's impractical. This dog has like the dog with like the long flowing hair that kind of looks oh, like who is yeah. like who's the guy that's on the romance covers? Fabio. Fabio. Yeah, Fabio. <laughs> yeah. So this dog looks like that guy. Fabio. Just like long flowing hair, but in its back, its back hip bones stick up really far, and that's part of the dog. Like that's oh. a feature of that's the dog. Just, yeah, that's the standard or whatever. I guess I don't I, know. I watched a whole documentary one time on Amazon about people who did show chickens. Go yes, <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. This guy was talking about he had like they were like literally called Leghorns, and uh, he was like lived. In, he was a struggling actor, and then he kept wait. His, are you talking about the chicken he, or the person? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the chicken the was really the chicken was for sure a struggling actor. His name was Foghorn. Foghorn. He was a struggling actor. <laughs> he kind of so had he a made, heart, he he made a big break <laughs> in the cartoons. That's right. That's, That's right. He was trying to just get like steady work, and like you know, he kind of had a speech impediment. Next thing you know, he's got well, like a, the, a weekly guy, gig. not the yeah, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, now we're I talking about the guy again. Oh okay. yeah, I don't know. I'm losing it. Yeah, no, no, no. The guy, the guy. So the guy was like a struggling actor who lived no he, sorry not an actor he was an entertainer so he was a singer <laughs> okay. dancer okay. I, I don't understand how you delineated that he, like yeah oh so like an actor would be like he just acts. he just does on tv or like, anything he, he was definitely a singer let's like, not cut it down to just yeah. tv yeah, 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 mark yeah, yeah. he could be a stage actor <laughs> exactly okay my bad that's being if you yeah, will sorry. Yeah. sorry no but he was like more of like a performer like he was uh he'd do like singing like he ended um, up on, uh, at branson Missouri. I have been to Branson, Missouri, and I have seen the Lawrence Welk show live and in concert wow. with like four of the original cast members because yeah, most of them say, are dead. I was, I was gonna say, I don't imagine many of them are left around. I went when I was 12 years old, and let me tell you, I brought the aggregate age of that room down drastically. Yeah. <laughs> were you the demographic for that show? No, as it turns out, I was not. Um, I got told I was cute a lot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's so adorable. Oh, were yeah. your cheeks so pinched? Oh, I held the door for like one old person, and then there went the next 20 minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> for Question. just that one old person <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does one wear to oh, a yeah. Lawrence Welk 
I wore a suit. Oh. I, I would assume that you would wear a suit, right? Oh, yeah. I wore a suit. Wait, is Lawrence Wilk... It's not country music, right? No, no, no. no. Like, he was a variety he show. He was an entertainer, if you will. Yeah, yes. he was an entertainer. Okay. He would say, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, that's yeah. like, well, like Big Band. Sherman or something? Yeah, all right. Yeah, what's, that, that was, what's, that, what's that song, Champagne Walk? Little Champagne. Good night. Do, 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 sleep tight. I don't know. That was the theme song. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, keep no going. I'm not going to keep going. I refuse. I have trivia. I have trivia for you guys. Go on. Okay. How much money does the winner, uh, best in show, of the Westminster Kennel Club dog show win? Oh. Mm. Okay. So this is top dog of the whole show. Yeah. The number one yeah, dog. Best, uh, best dog. Yeah. Best in show. They call best them. in show. Or her. Oh, man. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with $10,000. Okay. Mark. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher because okay. you get that I'm sponsorship. <laughs> okay. You so, know, he's got a point there. It's all about the sponsorship. I'm going to go like 250K. Ooh. The winner of the Westminster Kennel Club dog show receives zero. No dollars. Oh, are you serious? They oh, get no question. money for winning. Wow. They get wow. a ribbon and a silver bowl or whatever. But they said you can make a lot of money in turn from sponsors. And yeah, things there like you that. go. Okay, gotcha. But wow. Because that's what in the show, one of the guys, like, he came to America to show dogs, which is like blew my mind. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's I was like, okay. And, Did you need uh, a visa for that? <laughs> I was just like, really? But he uh, and I was like, well, how much money could coming to the greatest country on earth get you by showing dogs? Turns out zero dollars if you win. (laughs) You do go get that prestige, though. I guess. Sure. Apparently, Biggie's a big deal. Big deal. That dog. A lot of people people know Biggie. People knew Biggie. Who's who's more famous, Biggie or Doug the Pug? Oh, Doug the Pug. Doug the Pug. Doug the Pug. Pug. Biggie didn't even win Best in Show. And I've heard of Doug the Pug, and I'd never heard of Biggie until right now. Yeah, Doug the Pug. No, there's a. The number one ranked dog in the world, because that they do that, uh, is some like giant schnauzer or something. Oh, oh, a giant schnauzer? Black, like it's like pitch yeah. black, like yeah. and it, it's big. Number I mean, one. it looks like. <laughs> Do you, think the, dog do you think the dog gets like prissy, like it's a big head after it wins? So I don't know about that, but they had this, they had this, poodle, <laughs> they had this poodle, and you know how like the, the poodles do that like specific cut. Oh yeah, yeah, they also always look like they're uppity. They yeah. So this dog like laid on a bench, and there was one of those like time lapse videos of the person grooming this dog, and they had like this giant hair hair dryer, and this dog didn't move at all. It just laid there, and like it was like it was so weird. Stone cold. Because we Millie will not sit still for anything. She's like such a spaz. So I'm trying to. Think think about like after giving her a bath so they didn't bathe this dog they showered it and then they like laid it down on this table and like we're doing things with its hair and shaving yeah. its legs and I just took it anytime I've ever tried to blow dry a dog it's oh, never, yeah, it's, never ever, it's never ended in anything but grief <laughs> I, I don't even like to blow dry my own hair yeah I've never blow dried my own hair no? I don't have enough hair well, I have more beard hair than I have head yeah. hair did I did you it. try blow drying it I did it <laughs> maybe that's my problem dude it, it froze out it's like it's so like it gets everything gets so that's bushy. what my hair does when I like blow dry my hair it just gets more poofy than it normally is we should definitely see that at some point. All right. All right. I had some friends who, and this was on DVD because I couldn't, I, it's not even digital as far as I can tell, bring over a DVD of a ferret show. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what that is. It is Imagine <laughs> the Westminster Dog Show, uh-huh. oh, okay. but with ferrets. Okay. And uh, so it, it was literally a documentary about ferret people, and That's, they call themselves ferret people. This is not me being derogatory. He's not put down. And I will say, like, as they went through different stories of ferret people in their daily lives, it they, it takes like four hours a day to train your ferrets. Apparently, one of the biggest <laughs> things they t- they test for in ferret shows oh, is uh, they feel the upper body strength of your ferret. They make them bench press. So they make them like run up the <laughs> stairs a ton of times oh. and stuff. So that way they get a, a lot of 
pull-up strength or whatever, but it takes up to four hours a day to train your ferret for the year leading up to that. That, is, that is an investment of time. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for that. My question is, why would you want a stronger marmot, though? Like, Oh, I don't know, but it's... It, it, the show does take place in, like, uh, I want to say Michigan somewhere. And my friends actually went to the show. <laughs> and and uh, they did exactly, they brought the DVD and they got it signed by a couple of the people. Nice. That's awesome. So, so the Westminster Dog Show is, like, on a Monday and Tuesday because for some reason. But Saturday they have the agility competition. Oh, which around I around would much stuff. rather yeah. see than that. Yeah. But that's the only competition for the Westminster Dog Show that you can have a mutt. Like a mutt mm. can compete good, in the agility. Good. Get this working working man dog. I don't thing. know. Though when they showed it, this little border collie trashed everyone. It wasn't have, even close. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Is How this about quickly the dog show? could you do the agility? Me personally? Oh, yeah, oh, both not, so slow. Not fast. Uh not question. Fast? How does the uh, recovery time from when I hurt myself <laughs> Count in yes, my overall yes, it does. time. So it does. I'll tell you where I will I will be very successful and where I will falter in mm-hmm. this uh, okay. agility. Are you familiar with most of the agility yep, yep, things? Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm running J- through it in my brain. Jumping right now. over the things, I would be fine. Well, okay. most of them are ankle height, so that's, they adjust for dog height. Would, would they adjust for people height? Well, I don't think it goes that high, but I hope not. <laughs> so, so that let I, me tell you, past about a foot yeah. and a half, I'm tapping yeah. out. Yeah. That I'd be good at the um, stationary ladder thing that goes okay. up and down. Yep. Oh, I'd be yeah, fine yeah, at that. Yeah. Now, where I would have an issue is anything I have to, any tube I would have to crawl oh, through yeah. would be but, the hardest. But would they adjust the tube for my circumference size? for our sizes? I hope so. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise that's where I will spend there. the rest of the show. Yeah. Let me tell you how weird it's going to be when that tube starts crawling <laughs> away with me in it. It's like getting eaten by a snake. You just got your legs sticking out. Yeah, there's that. And then yeah, I would pregnant be. Pregnant tube. That's what's going to happen. I would, be, <laughs> I would be. Yeah. You ever see this snake eat like a raccoon? <laughs> yep, like, yeah. That's what it would look like. Uh, it's. Uh, and the, I would be mediocre at the just 20 poles you have to go in and out of. I feel uh, like that's... I could do it, but not fast. Also, though, if they did not adjust height, I think most of those poles are crotch height. So it might, I might be <laughs> slower <laughs> at it <laughs> than <laughs> I think. Also, question. Let's say that uh, we go ahead and show Dan yeah, in, okay. in the agility test. <laughs> Naturally. Right. Yeah. Which, which one of us has to hold the uh, leash weirdly above his head as he goes through? Well, all of we both know I'm not tall enough for that. So <laughs> that's it's, fair. Why be on all fours? to you. So so the guy that came to the guy that came to the country to show dogs, he was showing this enormous boxer, like the biggest boxer I've ever seen. And it was a male. And this dude just kept grabbing the sack of the boxer. Oh. And like and like he would like grab it and like pull it back. And I guess that makes the dog's like head go up. And oh, that's wow. like what they want. Yeah. Well, but they you know just what? kept showing it. What a weird thing. Thing. I did not enjoy it. And then I gotta be honest, I'm gonna call that Mark work. <laughs> when we show Dan, that's yeah, right. that's Mark. you hold the that's leash, Mark I'll hold that's something. My else. head's not gonna go up. It's gonna <laughs> an eyebrow, maybe. Yeah, I've never had Dan actually bite me before. <laughs> but then the best part of the show was this guy. I did not enjoy this guy very much. He was a really weird dude. But he was trying to run his dog around like the pen or whatever. And they have mechanical cameras now. And this dog caught a glimpse of one and like freaked out. <laughs> it was like, it, like stopped what it was doing, like eyes wide, like shoulders down. Like it was crazy. That's Man, funny. I, I feel like maybe I should be in this show then because uh, Candy just bought it's an off it's a D bot. I think it's called like the little room oh, like things, familiar. the little yeah. like uh, oh, you know, robotic okay. vacuum cleaners. Yeah, yeah. 
I every time she turns it on, I have to stop what I'm doing and just watch it. Yeah. Like, what is going on over there? What is that? I don't <laughs> trust it. And then it'll be in the other room, and I'll just hear it, and I'll stop what I'm doing and walk to the other room just to check off. <laughs> yeah, you can't trust this a robot in your house. <laughs> this is Pavlov's law. Yeah. Now. Exactly. <laughs> that that robot does not have the what was it the Isaac Asimov laws? No, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna turn it, on me once. It can absolutely kill you. Anytime that I need Dave's attention, I'm going to record that robot and just play it from my phone. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over.